Well, hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to a new edition of the EKN Outlap, episode 32. It is January the 24th, 2022. My name is Rob Howden, joined in the EKN online studio by David Cole, the managing editor of the website. And as you know, our uh, Outlap podcast, all designed to preview an upcoming event as part of the EKN Trackside Live program. And the event we'll talk about today, the opening round of the Challenge of the Americas, January 28th to 30th out in Tucson, Arizona. We'll jump into that quickly. First off, though, let me introduce our presenting sponsor for today's uh, podcast, Acceleration Kart Racing. Acceleration Kart Racing has everything you need to go racing, from tires to helmets. They have a great website for you to order from and kart racers ready to pick up the phone and answer your questions six days a week. With over 20 years of kart racing under their belts, Acceleration Kart Racing has the experience to help you succeed on the track. You can rely on them to get the parts you need when you need them. Make Acceleration Kart Racing your go-to source for everything karting. Head to www.shopakr.com. All right, David Cole, uh, episode 32 of the EKN Outlap, our second for the 2022 season. The Supercarts USA Winter Series got their opener in the books at the start of uh, January. Here we are at the end of the month. We're on a plane on Thursday. We're going west. It's time to get things underway with the Challenge of the Americas. Yeah, excited to start off their 15th season. Again, a, a historic moment for, for the program, Andy Saisman and his entire crew. Uh, again, returning to what is probably one of the most uh, competitive racetracks we yeah. have in North America. Yeah, big, big fan of Muscleman Honda Circuit, uh, the track in Tucson, Arizona, as I mentioned off the top of the the, uh, the podcast here. January 28th to 30th, this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, first two rounds of it will be a six-round championship program, races in January, February, and March. But David, you and I will talk about it, all the lead-up, right? <laughs> the outlap, the preview, all weekend long. The track in Tucson, the Muscleman Honda Circuit, is just one of the most competitive. There's at least five or six places to overtake maybe more uh almost every corner you can make a pass it's just such a high speed flowing racetrack i absolutely love this track yeah eight tenths of a mile 13 turns we will go in the clockwise direction uh i don't think we've seen this in the counterclockwise direction with challenge in americas um maybe we have I, i'm trying to recall but i don't recall that uh, ever really happening maybe possibly it was with another program but uh, yeah, it's a replica of the Suzuka track in Japan. Uh, again, as you said, many multiple different passing opportunities around the track itself. Um, and again, nothing really tight, nothing that's going to slow you down uh, like a first gear corner for the, for the shifter. So uh, a good flowing racetrack that, uh, again, multiple passing opportunities and, and still very quick racetrack with two uh, super long straightaways. Uh, this is the eighth time that the series has visited Tucson. And the first time being back in 2012, which was also the first time that EKN Live presented the uh, Challenge of the Americas over our EKN Live uh, website. And, uh, of course, obviously now with all the different apps that we have as well, too. So uh, right. continuing our, our, uh, our long run with the Challenge of the Americas this weekend. You caught me off guard there a bit. I, I didn't know that we were going clockwise. I thought we normally go counterclockwise. At that track where we come down. Oh, you're right. Yes, it is a counterclockwise. Yeah. You caught me off guard. I was like, what? Sorry, <laughs> I, I had it backwards. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we go counterclockwise. You literally the whole time. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I can't remember calling a race going the other I, direction. <laughs> again, I wrote that wrong. 
I wrote that wrong. It happens, you know. Again, you get you get depending on which way you look at the racetrack, it kind of just confuses you, I guess. Well, all I know is you you confuse this 53-year-old mind. I was like, what the hell? Hold on. Wait, wait, what? All right. So counterclockwise, yeah. All right. Down the back straightaway through the little uh, left, right, under the front straight. Got it, got it. Uh, and again, as you mentioned, a replica of the Suzuka track in Japan. Uh, smooth track, fast. Uh, and you mentioned, I love that. First time back in 2012 was our first EKM live event with Challenge. That's great. Uh, David, what's the event schedule look like? Are they, are they on track Wednesday or Thursday? I just, yeah, I just was able to open up the schedule when I wrote the script. We didn't have the actual uh, daily schedules uh, printed up, but... I believe they have unofficial uh, practice run Wednesday and Thursday run by the racetrack itself. Uh, obviously, a number of teams take part in that. It provides opportunity to get, you know, not have to deal with a whole weekend and then coming back and just staying there for the whole week. Excuse me. Um, so uh, officially, the, the the event begins Friday. We will have uh, five rounds of practice. We have three eight minute sessions to begin the day. Then we'll go to lunch and then we'll have a, a fourth round, which will be 12 minutes long. And then the pre-qualifying session, which will be the last session for every category at 17 minutes each. And again, the hot pit is open for those, uh, those sessions. So that's the, uh, that's the exciting, uh, time period, especially on Friday, we get to see guys come in, go out, make some laps and then come back in and make changes and go back out. And, you know, a number of them do one stop. Some might do multiple stops. It's it's a it's a really cool way to kind of see how uh, people uh, address this, this, the session uh, that is very unique, especially in our sport. Yeah, um, aside, David, from just being, uh, you know, really good for the for the actual teams themselves, being able to come in, make a change, go back out as opposed to having to wait, you know, come in, make a change, you wait through the rotation, you go back out to see if it works. Immediate change, good for the drivers to be able to feel what the cart's different, whatever decide they make the change they make. But also it makes it really exciting for us. It gives us something really to focus on on Friday afternoon. It does. And so now going into Saturday and Sunday, one round will be each day. So Saturday will be round one. We have an eight-minute qualifying session uh, that follows up the warm-up to begin the day. Pre-mains will be 14 laps. Uh, mini and the micro divisions will run 11 laps each. And then the main events will be 20 laps and 16 laps for those mini and micro divisions. So again, round one on Saturday and then repeat everything again on round two for Sunday. Yeah, again, as we said, the opening two rounds of the six-round program, we're back at it in Phoenix in February and Sonoma in March. But this will get things underway in Tucson, Arizona. Speaking of getting things underway, that's what we've got going so far here with the EK and Outlap. When we get back after this quick break, we're going to look at the numbers because it's interesting to see how things are. It's a different approach to the start of the season, different venue. We'll look at the numbers that we had last year and the numbers that we have this year at the opening round of the challenge. Are you ready to step up your game? If so, joining the Rawlson Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups, and we're focused on developing cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. Rawlson Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincer. AVP has become the benchmark in both IAMI and ROC competition. 
we also have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team, providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawls Performance Group. We race to win. You can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market, but when you're carting to win, it boils down to one thing, you, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy and you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Alan Rudolph with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the Academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode 32 of EKN Outlap, our preview podcast. Myself, Rob Howden, and David Cole uh, taking a deep dive into what we're going to see this coming weekend at the Challenge of the Americas opener in Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, Arizona. Um, David, you can give me some, well, we'll look at that. Yeah, I don't think we have that in here. We need to look at the weather. I didn't. Be, I, I, I have it pulled up right now. Uh, well, let's let's start with that. What's a good? What are we, what are we looking at? Uh, it's going to be in the low seventies. Sixty-eight oh. is the high for Friday. Oh, oh, oh. The lows, however, will be thirty-nine degrees on Friday, and then forty-one, and then forty on Sunday. So a little bit chilly overnight. Yeah. But uh, sunshine, zero percent chance of any precipitation. It looks like it's going to be sunny. Uh, most. All mostly sunny on Sunday, partly cloudy on Saturday, and then and then uh, mostly sunny on Friday. We'll take it. You know, obviously, you can do winter series racing in Florida. You can do winter series racing in the West. Do you see what Seabrook was like this morning? It frost on the ground. Yeah, Florida. Florida, Florida is not getting the uh, the no. proper weather for the winter right now. <laughs> no, they are definitely not. Uh, David, let's look at the numbers, and it's interesting. Uh, we, we talked to Andy Saisman. We did a face-to-face with Andy. That's available on the YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it, the podcast will, of course, be out as well. Um, one of the things, Tucson's always been the lowest number, uh, the, kind of the lowest turnout each year that they do go to Tucson. As Andy had said, there's really only four tracks that can house a Challenge of the Americas event on the west, in the southwest. I think Tucson, Phoenix, Cal Speed, and Sonoma. Uh, so they try to like to cycle it out. Tucson's such a, a favorite racetrack, but it just doesn't always draw 
the numbers. And we've been talking to Andy over the last couple of years since he made the move from Rotax to The Rock and always focus on that maybe 10% improvement, 10% increase in growth every every year. Uh, David, last year they launched the Phoenix Kart Racing Association, the, the Phoenix track. It normally has a pretty good draw. They had 130 entries uh, at that event. 119 right now pre-entries coming into the race at Tucson. Last time we were here at Tucson was pre-COVID, before the COVID-19 pandemic actually hit, shut everything down in the March. Uh, in March, 107 total entries. So already a 10% improvement from Tucson on Tucson two years ago in 2020 to now. And with a couple of walk-up entries, there's a possibility it could get pretty close to where we were last year. Yeah, and you typically see the walk-up entries at Challenge, especially the opening round. You know, it, some people are still kind of recovering from the end of the of the last season and, of yeah. course, Christmas. And so you kind of got to regroup and, and get things situated. And some people are quicker than others to to get on the uh, on the bandwagon for the new season. So, yeah, I, I think 15 is a good number for walk-ups that we typically have. So. I would I would say 135 is a is a possibility, but for sure we should get to that 130 mark to help you know kind of uh, even the bar uh, to, from last year's uh, total number from the opening round. Yeah, we talked about this when we when we chatted with Andy in the face to face. If if he even uh, equals what he had at Phoenix and gets to 130, that's a win considering the venue because we had talked about that. You know, Tucson's another. You know, two hours up the road. If you're coming from LA, you have to go through Phoenix to get to Tucson, and you end up, uh, you know, you, again, you end up going that extra two hours there and two hours back. So you're going to lose a couple of drivers occasionally. So, all in all, if they do get to the 130, even at 119, as we said, uh, already over 10% improvement for what they had at Tucson in 2020. Uh, David, we, you and I always, every time we look at the numbers, we always look at the cadet classes, right? Because that's your future. Micro actually down a couple, six two years ago, or six last year rather at Phoenix, four in micro this weekend. Just haven't had the big growth in the micro category, the micro rock class. But a pretty solid field in mini rock, up one to 16 drivers. That'll be eight rows of Carter's uh, roll on uh, this weekend. So I, I like the 16 number in mini rock. Yeah, again, it's the graduation that you kind of have to deal with some drivers moving up to mini from micro already, and, and it's just getting that influx of new carters into the micro rock division. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we cover it. But yeah, you you get the graduation, so that kind of juggles up the, the numbers a little bit uh, in terms of you know what you're predicting and what, yeah. what's going on. And so to, to be stable, I think that's good. You know, it, it we had 21 last year and now we're at 20. So you're only really losing one and you never know about the, you know, again, the graduating from mini up to junior ranks too. Yeah. So um, it's a good, it's a good stability. Uh, you much rather see, you know, maybe one or two up or down, but not that, you know, drastic five or 10 huh, going, going in the uh, negative direction. One of the things we'll talk about it is, um, and we talked about it with Andy again in, the, in our face to face, uh, the wild, um, evolution of people racing participation in the 125 cc liquid cooled tag categories uh the junior and senior rock classes uh same as last year just it, actually significantly less drivers just not coming out last year they had six drivers in junior rock just two entered for this weekend in senior rock last year five just one right now obviously you know when you get down to the single digits you're going to have trouble drawing so literally three drivers in the junior and senior rock class Good numbers at 100 cc. It seems that on the West Coast, David, at least in the Southwest, uh, drivers, you know, m m moving their way over to the air cooled 100 cc class. 
Yeah, carding is about trends. You know, there's a lot of different trends that have transpired over the decades of of the sport, you know, where it be, you know, people prefer road racing to sprint. Now it's people prefer sprint compared to road racing. And, you know, in the past, 100cc racing was king. That was that was like if you were a 100cc winner in on the West Coast, I mean, you were a god. You were, yeah. you know, yeah. you were the Joey uh Joey Hands, you were all all the different uh, drivers that just stood out the Patrick longs and, and all the, those type of drivers that were just, you know, they, they were, they were, they were the, the people to be, you wanted to beat anytime you went to a race. And, and, you know, in the past, in the past few years, you know, 125 racing CC racing has been that, uh, that bar, there's been a number of drivers that have come up through the junior ranks to the senior ranks and have just been, you know, superstars nationwide, let alone just the West coast. So, um, yeah, who knows what, you know, what has triggered that if it's just the, the maintenance side of things, if it's just the, the easier, uh, drivability of the hundred CC engine platform compared to the, the liquid cooled uh, engine style. Not quite sure because it's not just rock. It's, it's across the board. The, 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 the touch and go 125, uh, programs are dwindling on the West coast. Yeah. All but gone. You're right. Same thing with the, uh, Scusa pro car challenge. They don't have a ton of drivers there either. And again, numbers breed numbers. We talk about that. Right. And also numbers, I guess, uh, feed numbers or whatever you want to say, because when there's not enough drivers, like I said, we had five and six last year. Now we have one and two. It's just, you know, you don't want to run, you don't want to run a winter series against just two or three drivers. So that's, a, that's interesting. Now the masters rock still holding station. And we will talk about the masters drivers. Here's some really good, really top talent, nine drivers in total coming in the masters category. Let's look at 100cc before we jump into the shifters, David. The 100cc senior class, not as big as it was last year at 31, but still 21 drivers. Juniors, though, David, almost double, 24 drivers in the junior 100cc category uh, for Tucson. Yeah, leading the way. Again, that's that's the trend. The, the kids come up from the mini ranks and move up to junior. Well, do you want to put them right into the 125 or keep them in the 100cc? Yeah. And I think a majority are just sticking with that 100cc package because, again, you can go from the VLR to the IAMI. All you know, you have those two options to go with. And again, the numbers are there both at the club level, especially at the club level. You see more of the 100cc, and now we're seeing at the regional and national level. That's just kind of where all the numbers are, especially on the West Coast. But again, it's just. I think it's it has to do more with the ease of driving one of those and, and the maintenance side of things. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 21 in the senior 100cc class, 24 in, in junior, 10 drivers in the master's class for 100cc. Shifter-wise, the biggest growth in the shifter master's class, going from 14 last year up to 18 drivers in master shifter, 14 in total in the shifter rock class. We had, uh, we had 20 last year, but you mentioned before, 34 total shifters last year, 32 total shifters this year. A bit of a change in which percentage of masters and senior, uh, but still a pretty good field of shifters uh, again with the Challenge of the Americas. Yeah, that's been the the key element for the program when it moved over to the rock uh, platform was the shifter category. It kind of helped uh, establish a base and kind of the growth of the program. And we're seeing uh, we're going to talk about a number of drivers that are moving over to shifter from either 100 CC or the senior rock division. Uh, I did one other note, David. We, we've been talking about this before about the Canadians potentially coming down now that the borders opened up a little bit. Not quite as many Canadians as I think we would have expected, but uh, five in total running this coming weekend in Arizona. 
Yeah, we were hoping to see double digits for sure in, mm-hmm. in terms of the Canadians coming down uh, in really only one one more than we had last year at PKRA and the borders are open. So I'm not quite sure exactly what's going on, if it's just the, still the the, the hesitance to, to, to try and go across the border. Uh, again, I, I'm not familiar with actual crossing the border, so I'm not sure. You do it through the air, so it's a little bit easier through that easy, way. Yeah. But, but uh, when you're hauling stuff down and, and you know what exactly has to transpire for that, we know Italian Motors obviously is still – uh, dealing with the the flooding situation that they had at their at their home base there in Sumas, uh, so that that's kind of helped limiting the number of Canadians coming down there because that could have been easily double digits with with their race team coming down as well too. So, yeah, um, but again, again, there's it seems to be like rock is growing in in Canada, especially on both coasts, and not quite sure why the racers aren't coming down to uh, to take part in the challenge. Well, I think, you know, when you get kind of a year off and people wonder what's going on, it has to reestablish. So uh, hopefully, again, looking forward to some of the races, whether it's Phoenix or Sonoma, then on to the 2023 season. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right, folks, we're going to dive into this. Another quick break here uh, in this podcast. When we get back, we're going to jump into Shifter Rock and Shifter Masters Rock, let you know which drivers we expect to see running up front. Don't go anywhere. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Wins at the sport's biggest races and championships across all levels of karting make up the resume for Nitro Kart. The Nitro Kart has made its statement as the best, fastest, and most reliable cadet chassis on the North American karting market. The 2021 cadet is the evolution of that success, featuring the latest development and components to put you at the front. If you want to win in cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join the team. The Nitro Kart Cadet claimed five victories at the Scusa Pro Tour, including the Mini Swift Championship in 2020. At the United States Pro Kart Series, Nitro Kart Cadet earned five wins and 14 podiums in mini and micro competition. For a second straight year, Nitro Kart won the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals in the Mini Max division, bringing the title total to four in four years. If you've seen it on track, it certainly caught your eye. Dominating the four-cycle world is the Nitro Kart Lefty Chassis. The chassis is designed for the Briggs & Stratton 206 engine with a left side mount for better weight distribution. The Lefty is available in cadet and full-size frames. The Nitro Kart Lefty won the CKNA Grand Nationals 4 in both sportsman and junior categories with fast time in qualifying for the senior division. Drivers with the Lefty were ranked number one in the Briggs & Stratton Weekly Racing Series for Junior and Cadet Divisions. Team Nitro Kart will be at all major events in 2021 with programs tailored to every driver's needs. Focused on driver development, the Cadet program under Team Nitro Kart has helped develop some of today's stars including Brent Cruz, Parker DeLong, Ben Mayer, and Spencer Conrad. Visit Nitro Kart online and find them on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back to episode 32 of our ECAN Outlap, our preview podcast looking at this coming weekend's Challenge of the Americas opener at Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, Arizona. 14 entries, David Cole lined up uh, for the Shifter Rock category. Uh, and, you know, I look through it and there, it's a really interesting lineup because we've seen some drivers moving up from uh, tag racing into the Shifter Kart category. A couple of guys we haven't seen before or seen, seen in a while coming back. Really interesting, in fact, and and, and a, a number of uh, female racers with us as well. 
Yeah, it's a good mix of different uh, different racers. Uh, certainly, you have those that that have the the experience in the in the shifter cart category, especially returning champion Kyle Wick yeah. coming back. You have Hunter Pickett, a former champion as well, and then a former winner from last year as well too. So I think you got to look at those two drivers as probably the top guns uh, coming into into the uh, the new season especially with uh, you know the way the field kind of shakes out because there's a number of drivers who are making their first starts in shifter carts. So it's it's kind of going to be those two that will be watching along with Jacob Gulick. I think you know the, all three there all three drivers on the GFC tent are uh, certainly have the experience, have the know-how and will certainly be the benchmark for everybody else in the field. Yeah, driver always looks pretty good uh, and is an Arizona driver who's been on the racetrack before, Micah Hendricks. Uh, I look forward to seeing what Mike is going to be able to do. Hannah Greenmeyer as well, running with M-squared karting. So it'll be Mike Beanie and Bonner Moulton running that program for Hannah. Jumping behind the wheel, the shifter card again. I look forward to seeing if Hannah can get in there and fight with these uh, with these veterans. Yeah, she'll be leading, as you said, three female drivers in this field. So she'll be among those. Uh, certainly coming in with the Scusa Pro Tour Championship of last year. So again, still trying to get that that sense under the six speed that six speeds six speed package that she'll be racing. One of those moving over from the tag and hundred cc round uh, crowd is the is Macy Williams. She was a race winner last year in hundred cc action. She's moving over to the six speed uh, fellow Colorado driver. Uh, racing under the CB Motorsports tent aboard an EOS chassis. So that'll be, uh, it'll be cool to see Macy make that transition. Kind of has Hannah has, is still kind of making that transition as she had only a very limited number of races last year in the shifter cart category. Yeah, another driver we saw in the single speed category looked good over the last couple of years, Kiriako Sukas with uh, Alex Keys Racing. Uh, he's jumping up to the shifter cart ranks. Uh, Kyle Wick's brother, Connor Wick, uh, in the fight as well. And a guy we haven't seen for a while, always good to see him come out because he's got a lot of speed, is Brian Keck. Uh, we've seen Brian, you know, it, it, uh, perform pretty well at the Super Nationals in past years. He'll be out running as well uh, for his own Keck racing team, another driver on a GFC. Yeah, he probably has the most experience out of anybody in the field for sure. Yeah, yep. Uh, probably getting close to that master's age, but uh, still, still <laughs> rocking it out there in the in the senior in the senior category. So, um, yeah, again, a, a, a unique field. A lot of different uh, experience levels in the field. Uh, again, some junior drivers moving up. Alex McPherson Winman, uh, another driver who uh, just ran his first time in a DD two at the Rotax Grand Finals. So yeah, he's going to go from. From one speed to two speed to six speed. <laughs> you know, three winners from last year who aren't going to be here, which are a little bit of a surprise to me. We, we mentioned Ramo Rossitti and the whole team from Italian Motors not coming down. Billy Musgrave ran in uh, in Florida, in the Florida Winter Tour, not going to be running this particular weekend, but was a winner last year. And the other is Aiden O'Neill. He and his dad, I don't think, are on the line. I'm not sure what happened to the O'Neills. They're not going to be with us here uh, for the opener either. Yeah, no, not sure. I'm assuming possibly more concentrating on car racing. We know uh, Aiden was dipping a little bit into that more last year. Um, Patrick and, too, yeah, uh, he likes to do some car racing. You're right. Yeah, You're right. so yeah. Uh, could be could be a little bit more of a focus on that. But yeah, so uh, again, Musgrave racing both Scusa Winter Series and a Florida Winter Tour. Um, so I guess he's spending his uh, winter months in Florida this year instead of California. <laughs> Why not? Right. Why not? Um, let's move now into the uh, shifter masters rock category, 18 pre-entries last year's champion coming back. Once again, that's Kevin Woods who runs for Ron white racing on the CRG uh, winners from last year included Michael Valiente, Cliff, uh, Cliff Cuella 
and uh, Neil Joseph as well. Uh, Wood won, Woods rather won three different times. Quiella's back. Cliff Quiella back for Pure Cardi. He's back once again. We got Nick George and Nick Firestone back. It's a couple of names that are coming back, David, that could make things pretty interesting. Yeah, Cliff was a vice champion last year behind Kevin Woods, so it's good to see the top two returning uh, from last year. Uh, another returning driver we've seen at the series before, and we've seen in the master's division a number of years, Jimmy McNeil. Great to see him, yeah. uh, back behind the wheel, getting aboard an Illuminos with team Valeza, uh, going to get back into the mix of things. So I, I could, I could expect him to see, see him in the mix. You got Nick Firestone, a series regular that, uh, has finished, uh, you know, top three, a number of years. He'll be racing with GFC. Uh, Fernando Diaz, another yeah. familiar name as well, too, in the uh, in the Masters ranks uh, under the GFC on the GFC under the Formula Works tent. Yeah, a lot, a lot of GFCs, both with Gary's team and the Formula Works operation. Uh, Fires, Nick Firestone, you mentioned him, always very quick at Tucson. I expect him to be fighting up front. Uh, Nick George as well, a, a driver I think can, can be fast. Warren Kinberg's always shown some good speed, too. It's, it's a pretty solid lineup of 18 drivers. I'm looking forward to seeing how things shake down, uh, especially in that extended practice on Friday afternoon, you know, that, that hot pit session when guys can really dial things in. I, I'm looking forward to seeing who's, who's going to be up front there. Yeah. It could be a number of different drivers that we see, you know, jo- jumping around at the top of the order, because uh, there's certainly a number of drivers that have the the speed to be quick all weekend long. Yeah. I agree with you. And again, to have Kevin Woods back at the uh, champion from last year, Cliff Quayla, who finished second, and then you throw Jimmy McNeil in to make it fun as well. This is going to be a really fun weekend for the drivers in the shifter masters rock class. All right. Some to another quick break. When we get back, we'll talk single speed. We'll go the senior rock, junior rock and masters rock category. Shouldn't take too long to blow through those 11 in total over those three categories. Stay with us more to come here on the EKN radio network. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs and Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California 
and across the country. Arrive and Drive services, cart preparation, and driver coaching are available under the LEM tent throughout the season. Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events, including the Rock the Rio and the Scusa Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Welcome back to a new edition of the EKN Outlap, where we preview this coming weekend's Challenge of the Americas opener in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Rob Howden alongside David Cole. Uh, it's tough, David, to see. You know, we, we already detailed, of course, just kind of what's going on, the the, the trend now of, of not having a lot of drivers running the 125cc liquid-cooled tag engines. Just one driver entering into the senior rock category, that's Liam Lech. Uh, and then in junior, uh, just two drivers in that category as well. Tough tough to see the, 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 this program kind of fall away, but you never know what's going to happen. Things could potentially dial back up and, and get into it. But right now, 100cc is the way to go. Yeah, especially with the, you know, rock, Super Cup final ticket on the line for the champion. You'd expect to see a few more drivers, you know, kind of vying for that to be able to represent their country and the series over there uh, racing in this category. So, um, yeah, sad to see that the numbers are going down. Uh, we do have the, the returning junior rock champion, Tristan Young, coming back. Uh, he, he was able to earn the ticket to go to super final last year. So he'll be back along with Alexander Jacoby, a junior rookie making the jump up from mini to junior in 2022. Josh Campbell's the only entry in senior rock, uh, as of now. So we'll see if we'll have some uh, on track or at track, uh, registrations for that category. So he'll be the lone entrant if not. And then the master rock again, that's probably, that's, was one of the headline categories when we first moved over to the rock cup or the rock engine platform and has continues to be one of the, uh, the more competitive categories that we do have at the challenge. And this includes uh, three current and former series champions, including uh, three-time champion, Derek Wang, Billy Cleveland and Paul Bonilla coming yeah. back to, uh, to race the challenge. Yeah, Benia with a Josh Huff and JH Motorsports alongside Mike Giles and Bob Fryer as well. But you talk about, you know, Cleveland, Benia and Wang, three of the top, you know, Masters drivers that we've seen over the last decade. Uh, you throw David Pergandi coming back in as well with with Huff, a driver out of Texas. Uh, and then how about Chris Mann? Here's, here's you know, Chris obviously moving up into the Masters categories. I think Chris will be really, really strong. He's He's obviously a very talented driver. We've seen him. Uh, over the last 20 years racing, you know, in national events with Scusa, whatever it was. I like having Chris Mann here as well with Ruthless Karting. Yeah, it should shake, should shake out to be a pretty competitive weekend again in this category. A number of drivers that could be there in the front. And again, it's whoever can can come up with the right setup to, to begin things. So I think you'll see whoever's fast on Friday, I think, is going to be the kind of the benchmark for the weekend. One thing we'll we'll look for and, and and make sure you follow along. Once we get trackside on Friday morning, we'll start up our uh, Paddock Insider. Uh, David, in the Junior Rock category, Tristan Young is doing double duty. He's running in the 100cc Junior as well, and I know we'll talk about that later. Alexander Jacoby lined up just for Junior Rock. I don't see him in 100cc Junior. you got to believe that he, he could potentially move over to that Junior category, you think, maybe when he gets trackside? 
Yeah, possibly along with maybe possibly Josh Campbell as well too. Yeah. We, I know I remember seeing him run double duty last year, so that could that could be a possibility. I do know Luke Tracy, I think, is the only Masters driver that's going to be doing double duty in the 100cc divisions. Well, Josh, in, in, in yeah. Josh Campbell, I just looked. He's already entered in 100cc senior, so uh, we'll see whether or not he even bothers to roll out in the senior in the, in the senior rock class. Uh, all right, we wrap that up, right? Done. Another break. Done. Let's go into uh, yeah one more break. We get uh, two more breaks. When we get back, we'll come we'll come back and we'll do 100cc senior and junior and the master category as well. All air-cooled in the next segment. Jensen Button, Jasper Verstappen, and Roman Grosjean. All former Technocart drivers and champions. Get ready, America, for the Technocart invasion. Formed in the 1970s, the Italian manufacturer has new representation in the U.S., and they're already winning races and championships. Technocart USA is owned and operated by top national masters drivers Lauren Tumardan and Christian Vomir, and they are focused on building the new Technocart dealer network. The Technocart line hits all the different engine platforms in American karting, beginning with the TR28 Special for four-cycle racing. The TR30 is Techno's chassis for 100cc and 125cc tag competition, and we also have a TR Cadet and Kid Kart for the drivers coming into the younger age groups of the sport. In 2021, Technocart USA will be attending the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour, United States Pro Kart Series and Route 66 programs, the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals in Las Vegas, and will continue to support our home track, the Badger Kart Club. Race-winning arrive-and-drive programs are available, and kart shops interested in adding a new quality chassis to their lineup should contact us today. Be sure to follow Technocart USA LLC on Facebook and Instagram. We don't just drive trucks because they're dependable workhorses that let us tackle icy roads all winter and tow a boat on the summer weekends. We also drive trucks because they're fun. And the Cooper Discoverer Rugged Trek is a truck tire made with fun in mind. Like any Cooper tire, the Rugged Trek is designed to do everything you need it to do. It's got stone blockades to protect your tires off-road and whisper grooves for smooth, quiet street driving. But with its in-your-face design, like the dual sidewalls that let you choose between two aggressive looks, the Cooper Discoverer Rugged Trek is also a tire that shows off your truck's wild side. It's the tire that's off-road party on the outside and dependable all-purpose Cooper design on the inside. Learn more at coopertire.com. Go with the Coopers. Welcome back to the Ecan Radio Network, our preview podcast, the outlap for this weekend's challenge event at Tucson, Arizona. Looking forward to getting out into what sounds to be pretty good weather midday, maybe a little chilly in the morning. We'll bring the jacket and the gloves and the hat out. Uh, David, 100cc senior, 22 drivers in total. Last year's t- champion, Liam Letch, won a couple of races. Uh, Blake Nash was in there winning races, as was Jake Drew, as was uh, uh, Macy Williams. He had a, a number of, of race winners in that 100cc senior class, and, and I like the way it's lining up for this year as well. 
Yeah, Lech is going to be coming out as a defending champion. So obviously the bullseye is going to be on his back. It's also with a new team. We knew he moved over to the GFC tent at the end of 2021. So he's kind of gotten accustomed to to racing with GFC. And so now the, the goal is to come out and try and defend that championship from last year. Uh, we don't have Blake Nash on the entry list, and we have already talked about uh, Macy Williams moving up to the shifter ranks. So the only other winner in the field is teammate Jake Drew, who is also on aboard the GFC coming off a pole position at the Scusa Super Nationals 24 in the X30 senior division. So Jake Drew the shoe knows how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blast a little message up here while we're talking to Seth Nash to find out whether or not they, they, they may have not just got Blake entered yet. Cause I thought, I think the Nash guys are going to be there. So uh, yeah, they are. Yeah. We, we know. Yeah. They're going to be there. We know so. the Na- yeah. We know the Nash guys are going to be there. There's it, it's, again, Blake could be one of those, uh, the walk up entries that, that we see uh, come Thursday or Friday morning. So I, I assume that's going to happen. Uh, but as of right now, we can't talk about him cause he's not entered. I know that's just drives me crazy. Uh, you mentioned a couple of young ladies in the field as well. We've got Lainey Benjamin and Lydia Small running again, which I think is awesome. Yeah, Lainey is a the last year's junior 100 cc champion, so she's making the move up to the senior ranks along with um, with Lydia as well. So two junior or two senior rookies, female drivers, making the jump up to the senior ranks. Uh, so kind of keep an eye on how they perform on the weekend. Uh, some other drivers to mention, Eddie Shimon, yeah. he yeah. should be good on the GFC, Cole Schrader, another driver who's, who's got a lot of experience, Jackson Dunn, another driver who's, yeah. who's performed well in hundred CC. Uh, so a number of different drivers that, uh, that could be in the hunt. Dave, did you mention Kirako Sukas? Did I, we did not, I did yeah. not. He's definitely going to be a guy I think is going to be in the fight here as well. I think all those guys you just mentioned could be in a big train up front because that's one of the beauties of this racetrack. And this race package, right? It's it's so everybody's so evenly matched. You get into that group, a little bit of draft going on. We could see at least ten drivers in a lead group. Yeah, especially with this the way the racetrack is, how it flows, yeah. and and you, you're pretty much on the gas a majority of the lap. You're you're not really off of it that much. So yeah, you're gonna see you're gonna see some pack racing for sure. You know, very similar to what you see on the high banks of Daytona. One of the cool things is we jump now over into the junior 100cc class. We've got 23 drivers in total. David had mentioned Laney Benjamin, last year's champion, graduating up to the senior class. Uh, we had a couple of female winners last year, too, both Laney and Lydia Small getting grace wins. Uh, but, David, there's always it's, it's a wide, it's a, it's a pretty wide <clears throat> age window, right? So, like you mentioned, you get a couple of drivers that could be in junior for three years. Then we get the kids coming out of the mini class as well. And that's kind of what I see a little bit. There's a couple of kids that are coming out of mini that I think will be super strong. But then there's some drivers who have had a little more time in junior that could really be running up front. Yeah, 12 to 15. You know, that's the age range for the junior category. So, you're never quite sure. Like you said, you get those drivers that are in junior for a third year or you get yeah. or you're even the second year. That's kind of when they they shine and, and kind of step up after getting that rookie season under their belt. But, yeah, a number of different drivers coming up from the mini ranks, but also a number of different drivers staying into the junior ranks uh, that won last year. We have three of the six different winners that we had last year returning in the junior ranks. Uh, we have uh, Stephen Acert and Cooper Eau Claire along with, uh, we're sorry, I'm trying to find his name, Alexander Gonzalez. So those three drivers won last year in this category. So they're coming in with victories under their belt, have the ability to, to do it again in 2022. 
but again, a number of different competitive, a very competitive and full field uh, of drivers. Uh, we talk about Parker DeLong. He's yeah. no stranger to being on top of the podium. So he's, I think this is his second full season in the junior ranks. So he could, this could be kind of his year where he shines and kind of steps up as well as uh, maybe an Alex Rentala uh, moving over to GFC. He's got a full year of junior racing under his belt as well, too. So those are some of the drivers that are coming back after junior ranks. Uh, or full season in the junior ranks, uh, but a number of different drivers moving up for mini as well. Yeah, think about that. What do you think about John Antonino coming up into the junior 100cc? We've seen John win, win a bunch of races in the cadet category. We know he uh, dominated that one year we were at uh, Lancaster, but he's won a lot of great races. Uh, what do you think about John jumping up into the 100cc class with uh, RF Delta Sport? Yeah, coming in as the mini rock champion from last year, won five of the six races uh, in last year's challenge in the Americas, the only driver to beat him was Rocky Moran, who is also moving up into the junior hundred CC category, Rocky running under the Ryan Perry motorsports aboard a, aboard a Tony cart. Uh, so those are probably going to be the leading drivers, uh, and in the rookie campaign, uh, going into the weekend. Okay. Of course I got Seth Nash literally trying to call me right now. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This is perfect. This hey, is perfect. Seth Nash, we're actually, we're, we're recording our podcast right now. So you're, you're kind of live right now. <laughs> All right. Okay. There you go, Cole. I just got the confirmation. Blake's not running. Blake's not running. There we go. I, I don't want to sponsor him. No, I, I no, no. <laughs> our, our margins are pretty thin over here. Let me, let, let me get back to this podcast, Seth, but I appreciate you calling me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Phone ringing live. So Blake, no, he's not going to run this weekend. Probably That's a first. I don't think we've ever had anybody call <laughs> while we are doing our pod. I think we've had some text messages, but we've I, never lots had, of te- yeah, we've had text messages. We've That's never had somebody call. So it's good. <laughs> at least maybe he likes to talk to people rather than texting. So yeah, maybe well. maybe Seth is more of a talker than a texter. Well, I sent the text and he called me back. So yeah, you got to think that's probably the way. Probably maybe he's driving down the road, right? Maybe he just could be too. Yeah, California. You never know. That's true. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of guys jumping up into the ranks uh, from from the mini class. You mentioned Antonino who had such a great run last year. Uh, he and Moran. So I like it, man. I, I love having the rookie class coming in. You mentioned Parker DeLong. He's been at it uh, at, the, at the top level for a couple of years. He's definitely going to be, I think, I would probably put him as one of the primary guys to beat right now going into the weekend. No? Yeah. I, uh, including those three drivers that won last year, I would probably put those those four drivers out, out front uh, as the uh, as the targets for everybody else in the field. Let's have a look now at the uh, Masters 100cc class. Ten pre-entries coming into the event. Uh, sadly, though, the 2021 champ Mike Smith uh, not running here this weekend. Yeah, not. Yeah, it's uh, you know that's kind of what we see sometimes in in motorsports or in karting. We don't see uh, you know the uh, the defending champion come back. Sometimes it's you know budget. Sometimes it's just moving off to uh, to other programs. For Mike, I think we might uh, we might see a little bit more of him behind the mic a yeah, little bit maybe yeah, so we'll see yeah, yeah. but uh yeah, yeah it sucks that he is not able to defend his championship but uh but again you can't you can't take away that trophy that he's already earned no no he had a sponsor and a good supporter last year that uh, didn't come back for this season so uh of course mike uh, the manager at cal speed i'm sure he'll be doing a bunch of racing throughout this year uh when we do look at it though you think of some of the winners from last year tim meyer carlos calderon uh brett harrelson uh 
not a lot of guys. I think the only guy we got coming back is Brett Harrelson, and I think he's going to be definitely one to watch for, for Nash Motorsports. You put Ian Kunches in there as well. Otherwise, there's a bunch of names of guys that are that have run the series before coming back to play, like a Mike Weatherman. You know, to see Mike out there. Preston Newberry for for, uh, for Forward Direction Motorsports. Uh, Preston, of course, was a, uh, a top mechanic for many years. You got a lot of guys jumping back in. Of course, Uncle Jimmy coming back to play as well. Yeah, Uncle Jimmy's back, and uh, he'll be playing the music and uh, having the drinks flowing for sure. Uh, but yeah, looking at it uh, overall, I would I would say Harrelson's probably going to be one of the most competitive ones out there. Uh, Ian Kunches as well. Um, Kunches was probably one of the top drivers, Masters drivers last year on the West yeah. Coast, uh, along with Harrelson. We didn't see Harrelson too much last year, but he did score a victory when we went to Cal Speed. Uh, for the challenge. So I expect him to be, a, you know, one of the quick drivers along with Ian uh, Weatherman might surprise you along with Newberry. If, if, you know, if they can keep, uh, you know, things together, they might be able to, uh, to challenge for podiums as well, too. I agree hundred percent. You mentioned Luke Tracy doing double duty. We'll see whether or not that extra track time track time rather helps him out. Uh, otherwise uh, only one more uh, segment still to go. We're going to go for our final break of this edition of the EKN Outlap. When we come back, we'll preview mini rock and micro rock and wrap things up. Stay with us. More to come. There's a new hot button name in American safety equipment, Stilo USA. Every product with Stilo is focused on safety, comfort, and function. Stilo USA is happy to provide you with the proper safety apparel to keep you protected on the track, and their karting lineup is second to none. The ST5 KRT karting helmet is available for $599. Manufactured using a lightweight and extremely strong composite material, the KRT provides an excellent fit and comfort level due to its dual-density interior foam lining, and it's equipped with a symmetrical visor that offers excellent vision and an effortless central visor locking system. The ST5 CMR standard was developed jointly by the FIA Institute and Snell Memorial Foundation to ensure safer and lighter weight helmets for the younger carters. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels, lightweight construction, and the unparalleled field of vision. The perfect youth helmet is available for $549. Stilo didn't stop with their helmets either. The newly developed Carbon Curva Rib Protector is unlike any on the market with its form-fitting solution to offer superior protection. Head to stilohelmets.com to review these and many more products to keep you safe on the track. Stilo, any competition, one helmet. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perlin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perlin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe North America and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans tag single speed chassis for junior and senior classes 
and a 28mm mini cart for the cadet classes. Parolin has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of the EKN Outlap, where myself, Rob Howden, and David Cole previewing this coming weekend's Challenge of the Americas event uh, from Tucson, Arizona. Uh, Dave, let's uh, wrap things up and talk about the cadet categories. Micro Rock with 16 drivers total. Last year's champion, John Antonino, as we said, graduating up to the 100cc uh, junior category. Both he and the other winner from last year, uh, Rocky Moran are gone. So no former winners in the field. That's going to kind of open things up a little bit for the mini drivers to see who uh, could be the guy to beat. I think one to watch will be Ashton Woon. And uh, I look at Braylon Underwood as well. Yeah, those are two drivers moving up from the micro rock into the mini rock division for 2022. So they'll be among those fighting for that uh, that rookie classification, top rookie classification uh, on the season. Probably the more experienced driver in the mini field, which is, you know, 16 drivers is going to be a good field, but a lot of names we don't, we're not familiar with. So something yeah. very dissimilar to last year. So that's kind of the good part about the challenge is, is bringing in new drivers to the program. But really the only driver we really know, Nico Serafati, uh, he's got a full year of mini racing under his belt. So we'll see if, uh, if he's able to use that experience to his advantage and uh, come away with, with a couple of victories on the weekend. Yeah, you're right. And I wholeheartedly agree. I kind of looked at this and went, wow, there's a lot of names I don't really know much about here right now. Drivers coming in, I think, from some of the regional programs and, and some of the club programs, the younger drivers here in, in Mini Rock. So looking forward to that. And the three we mentioned were, are surely going to be running up front. Uh, we David, have, oh, no. Sorry, we have nearly half the Canadians in this field. Two Canadians, <laughs> I saw actually. That. I saw that, so, yeah. uh, you know, Ty Fisher from Race Lab, and where'd the other one go? Uh, uh, Harrison Jeffrey racing under the ruthless karting tent on a nitro kart from Calgary. So, uh, a BC and an Alberta driver coming let's, down. Let's ja wrap things up with the four drivers we have in the micro rock category. Jackson Porter, who won the championship last year, returning. Uh, Ashton Wu was one of the winners as well, but of course he's moved up. So you've got the Jackson Porter, but kind of a surprise entry, David, that you, you brought to my attention. And we've seen him race in Florida. He actually did the Scusa Winter Series and was on the on the podium on one of the races. Top two top fives in the the mini mini Swift category. Then he went and ran the Rock uh, Cup. Florida winter tour race. I think did well there as well. Rocco Simone out of uh, Florida. Uh, I actually, I actually covered his dad, Anthony, when he was racing cadet karting uh, back in the mid nineties, but Rocco has been looking really good. He ran with peril in USA uh, at the Scusa race uh, on with the Emmy cart this weekend. I think Rocco uh, could be interesting to watch. He's never been on this racetrack before, so he'll, he'll have to maximize all the practice time. Yeah, fourth race in five weeks on fourth different race or fourth different cart. So wow. that'll be unique. Again, he's 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 adapted well. He won on on the Burrell. He podium on the uh, what do he race at Parolin. Uh, the Parolin. Yeah, and then he podiumed. I, I think he podiumed at uh, at the Florida Winter Tour on the um, what did he race there? OT. I don't know. Was it was, was it the, the OTK? No, it was OTK? not on the Parolin. I thought it was on an OTK, maybe, uh, or it was you something keep, else. You keep talking, I'll find out. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, work, I'm so, working. So, um, yeah. So I think I think we'll see a good fight between he and Porter. Porter obviously has 
the 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 track knowledge of of racing at Tucson and being from Arizona, so he'll have that to his advantage. Uh, Case and Hodge and uh, Luca Popsica, Popsica, Pop Popsky, Popsky, Luca Popsky. Yep. So they'll be another Canadian. Another Canadian, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, F- FYI, just went looked over. Rocco Simone, second place behind Tyro- Tyrone Kemper Jr. on the Parallel USA at the event okay. for Micro Rock. So, indeed, uh, on Parallel for back-to-back right. weekends. So Scusa. Third and, cart in four different races. Third cart <laughs> in four different races. But in yeah, five so weeks. <laughs> in five, over five weeks. That's right. <laughs> so, there's, there's Micro Rock for you, folks. Four drivers in total. Uh, obviously, we'd love to have had more drivers come out here. But, again, that uh, this category, the, the micros, you just never know. Like David has said, a number of those drivers graduating up last year into the Mini Rock. That's why we've got a pretty solid 16-cart Mini Rock grid. All in all, though, uh, over – hoping for 125 to 130 to start the uh, the season off and the continuing growth with this challenge of the America's David. I'm looking forward to getting trackside. Uh, you know, you and I both love being at this particular facility. The racing's fantastic. And, and you know, one of the, the words we always use to describe challenge racing, it's family, right? Getting back out with the, with the challenge family. Looking forward to having a really good weekend. Yeah, excited to get back to the challenge family. Uh, again, we'll, we'll be all trackside Friday, uh, bright and early. Uh, getting set up. We're again doing Pad- Paddock Insider and we'll be doing our second edition of the tent talk. Uh, yeah. We'll probably be setting up in the GFC tent, I think is what we're we're aiming to do. So we'll get with uh, with Gary Carlton and get set up for that. We'll try, you know, you'll probably do a little bit of track announcing for that Friday. I think we'll we'll kind of put so. you on the mic for track side. We won't stream that as we'll be getting ready for the uh, the tent talk right after that. Uh, but again, you'll get to see and talk to some people and get some insight as to, you know, changes that people are making and, and some other cool things. So again, get you down from the tower and <laughs> uh, right. out talking with the people. <clears throat> That's it. Well, folks, uh, again, that's going to wrap up this edition of the ECAN Outlap uh, throughout the weekend. Listen live on ecardinews.com slash live. We'll also be streaming it on the ECAN radio network. So you can tune in there as well. Uh, one of the big things we do, obviously, you know, in 2021, 2022 and beyond is really heavily into the social media side of it. So make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We'll be putting a lot of content up there, a lot of stuff on Instagram. We'll do our, you know, our one minute flats every morning to kind of dial things in. If you want to just search it, just search the hashtags as well. Um, hashtag EKN at Coda, hashtag Tucson and hashtag Let's Rock. Looking forward to getting there. David, any final words, man? We're on. I think my, my flight, I think I leave in the afternoon on Thursday. We don't get into late Thursday night uh, just because the way the flights were, but uh, out to Tucson and yet we'll get, we'll have Waffle House. We'll have Waffle House on Friday morning. How's that sound? In and out in the afternoon. In the, all right. That works. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> sure. Done. All good. It's all good. All right, folks, that wraps things up for this edition of the EKN Outlap. Again, tune in this coming weekend. Challenge of the America is getting rolling again. That growth of this program continuing. Some great numbers in 100cc and in shifters. We expect some tremendous side-by-side racing. This track, Tucson, Muscleman Honda Circuit, uh, some of the best racing we ever get the chance to see. Uh, if, if it's back on the schedule for 2023, pin it in because this is the track. It's a bucket list racetrack that you want to get to. Just such a tremendous layout and some great racing for sure. Again, big thank you to our broadcast partner, our presenting sponsor of this edition of the Outlap Acceleration Kart Racing. Always uh, uh, great to have Brooke and um, Curtis on board with us. But thank you so much for tuning in once again, folks. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>